Chorus, you idiot. That's the right chord. In you the want. Old it's to be good to the G bit. How am I supposed to know you want me to go randomly into halfway through the chorus? <laughs> you fucking cunt. At the top of your feet, it's the last podcast you'll ever Enjoy our Hello, yes, and you're very welcome to the 20th episode of Higher Fidelity. Who never thought we'd get this far? Like, what, what a milestone. Genuinely, let's take, let's take a quick... I know it's literally the first few seconds of the show, but let's take a second to go. We've done 20 episodes. Yeah, four more episodes until two years of... Of podding. Podcast. Really? Oh, my God. Never say that again. <laughs> Delighted to say that we've got some recording members back. I'm Pete. I'm Becky. I'm Sam. I'm Ross. And we are elements of the, the Zen Arcade. Zen Arcade. Zen Arcade. Zen Arcade. I got there. You yeah. did. We're in familiar surroundings, but in a weird context in terms of we are in a house that is due to the facsimile approach to housing estate architecture is the exact same as your house, Becky. Yeah. But 10 feet to the left. Mm. And is... it right. It, it, Take it back now, y'all. One half this time. <laughs> Are we to the left or are we to the right? If you we're look up, depends on which way you're facing. Yeah, it depends what you're facing. It, the front we're of to the, the right. house. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, if you're in the house. But if you're looking at it from the front, if you're looking at it from like where houses are, you would say that house is to the left of that house. Yeah, but I also think if you're in the house, if you're in the house, it's to the right. It's to the right. Yeah, but which is more important to me? We're in a house beside Evan Beckys, and yes. it's what your house looked like before the pink walls and Doctor Who DVDs invaded. Yeah. <laughs> Invasion of the Doctor Who <laughs> DVDs. DVDs. Yeah, no because with myself and Sam we've called this home the last few weeks because of quite a lot of bloody work that came up for us over the last few weeks so literally the day we moved in here a mount, mountain of shit more stuff came in on top a mountain a mountain of shit basically we came down here we can't really tell you what we came down here for yet I mean I mean, do we I don't think anyone gives it's not a I big secret we're filming our own live stream show uh, for a thing we're doing a thing. We did a thing. We did but a we, thing. In a few months, we can say we did a thing. In yeah. literally like a week and a half, yeah, we can say half. we did yeah. a thing. But we're filming a show anyway, uh, and we had to come out to cabin to rehearse for it to cocoon sufficiently for safety purposes and all this sort of stuff. But since we got down here, because there's a nice work rate that we've sort of developed in terms of getting up in the morning, a bit of recce, rehearsing for the show that we're filming, also rehearsing for a hot press live stream that we'll have done by the time this episode goes out, also then rehearsing for what we filmed that isn't going to be out yet, but uh, we were offered a slot at the Great Escape Festival over in Brighton filmed digitally for an Irish showcase from the Olympia Theatre and it was quite exciting to get the call to say you're going to be in the Olympia in two weeks and so the three of us myself, Becky and Sam we just today have come from a promo thing that we did up in Dublin for an establishment called Vinyl 8 who got us in to do have a chat about being in an independent band uh, and talk about you know questions like our top five songs our musical crush on all this sort of stuff questions that you know seem like they're fun until you actually have to think of them and you don't know what way to pitch it do you go silly and stupid and let yourself down or do you go like (laughs) cool and credible and still like let yourself down because you tried to be cool and credible horrible position to be in but they did involve us in some games okay yeah one of them was slapjack where it was uh, the game 21 but with you had big rubber hand big inflatable hands on (laughs) where whoever lost the round got slapped i lost every round every single round i won every weird how what were the rules of this you play 21 oh play 21 okay and whoever loses get slapped and it was me and you lost every time i lost every round even when i dealt that's where you have to you stick over 16 and you hit 
below 16 that's the but risk. Bex got 21 on the deal three times oh okay that's just, that's impossible jammy is the word another yeah. game we did was word sneak where it was like they give you a load, load of words and one else is allowed to see them it, one of my word was a gynecologist and you have to put it into a conversation you have to put it into like a story you tell them and they try and guess what the word is but we just like started we listing we just started listing things so it was like I went like uh, there's lots of clinical physicians there's dentists and doctors and chiropodists and gynecologists we didn't fulfil the brief at all we didn't have it we didn't tell a story Sam said like I went to the library and read the dictionary where I came across words like and then listed out the fucking words (laughs) and was the word dictionary the word was perennium the last word I got was 66th yeah and I didn't know what the fuck to do with that and I just said that the Rolling Stones album Aftermath came out in the 1966th year of recorded history today (laughs) two three guesses in I was like 66th and you were like actually yes and I was like joking pretty much when I was guessing it is a ridiculous thing to say 1966th no one's ever said that I would not put that past you though at the same time in like trying to sound not trying to sound but like in like being trying to be funny trying to be funny trying to be funny what was the the other game we did we played they call it blind vinyl where we guessed the song basically two sets of headphones they played a track you try and guess what it was we didn't get any of them one of them was like the Foo Fighters new song King's Leon's new song well it was a hope not a hope not a hope was anybody going to get them no one would get them there were some good ones as well well I've never screamed the words that's dare by the gorillas <laughs> loud ever but I did today and yeah. the other one I guessed was Beastie Boys as well so the fact that like there was a music quiz where I got a question about gorillas and Beastie Boys which correct. Beastie Boys not a clue what the song Can't was I, just, I, could just, I could just hear the shitty tone of someone's voice and went that's probably the Beastie Boys sorry Olivia I know oh, you love them she's gonna be pressed yeah. I got B-A-B-Y by Carla Thomas um, which I was pretty delighted to have that on the internet the one that I answered correctly which was Massive Attack the sound or the, the SD card in the camera <laughs> ran out of space so we, they actually lost that and we had to do it again so my one point I lost oh no then we had the gargle game which was amazing crack where like you just have to get a glass of water take a gulp in start to sing a song and everyone has to try and guess what it is they stole our thing initially they were like we've got some games like music based games and I went like <laughs> you fucking idiots you don't know who you've brought in here yeah. but the, the games are far more interactive than the games we do here maybe we should do the gargle thing I literally was like I'm going to get some mugs now and we should do it but before we start Becky and Sam have realised that I am at my most terrifying when I'm singing a busted song with water in my mouth oh my apparently God. I was able to make eye contact with both of them and the ceiling at once <laughs> it looked like yeah Sam described it as it looks like a fountain has come alive and oh wants no. to drown you oh Jesus. <laughs> I was just trying to play the game. It, there was like water dribbling everywhere, like <laughs> spurting out of his mouth. His eyes were like beady and like so looking wild. at both of us, somehow crying but also sucking the tears back in. I don't and know. Going like, <laughs> at the same time it was so scary I was trying so hard to not die yeah, <laughs> let me get some yeah. glasses and let's fucking do it yeah. okay so who wants to go first because I am going to terrify everybody so I want to go last <laughs> Ross why don't you go first because you're, you're the newest to this oh, so this is what did they call it they called it never mind the glug box oh, oh fantastic that's right. not what they called it no. no that's not what they called it that's what I'm calling it Glug. Glug. did they call it lyric challenge oh lyric challenge yeah yeah what a shit name lyric challenge how do you, how do you there's no lyrics involved is there I, lyrics involved no, no you can't well, it's impossible there's a, cat, there's a cat in the garden cat in the garden cat in the garden oh. 
I choked on that. <laughs> Everyone does have a. I'm gonna die. Why is it so cute? <laughs> it's so cute. Do you want one of us to go first? No, that that was that was the. the oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I keep it keeps going in my throat. That would, it would want to. <laughs> it, is it? I don't know. Fucking stare with the heaven. I've not a single clue what the fuck it is. It was Evil Woman by ELO. You got to like Evil Woman. And then then I died. Yeah. And I okay. choked on my own. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. One step beyond madness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, use a much. Okay, let's, let's, let's do the intro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's so scary. Right. Okay. That's. I, <laughs> Was that, was that scary, Ross? Was it scary? Right there. Look at Ross while you're doing. Yeah. I wasn't looking at you. Okay, this, this is my round. Uh, we were all so close to each other. It was like this face yeah. face. There was water going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I, just because I say, like, my fucking throat muscles are powerful. It's not my fault. Just because I've got a girthy neck. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did look like some underwater creature or something. <laughs> Genuine the angle, <laughs> and you were looking at, looking me in the eye there. Was I? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was looking at the fucking ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm making the decision to look at the ceiling, but I'm obviously not. I like, did you guess it? No, I wasn't listening. Okay. It was because <laughs> every one of your rounds sounded the same as well. They were literally just like. <laughs> just because I'm a, I'm a chameleonic performer, I go again. <laughs> Sink to the bottom, my friend. Yes. Right, Becky, give Hold us on. one. <laughs> <laughs> Is that that Everyone give that a go. Let's see if it's like, right? Everyone try it. One, one, two, three. Wait, no, 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 I'm gonna get sick. <laughs> right, chop. Oh. This is a chop soy underwater, right? We ready? One. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a good one, actually. That really was suffocation, no breathing. You don't know what mine was. I've not got a bloody clip. Do it again. I can't tell if the pauses were like from the song or from from the wanting to survive. They're from the song. Let me do the verse. That's the chorus. Born in the USA. <laughs> oh, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because they see. But they call me Peter. Wait, that's my name. End of song. It's the fucking Ting Tings. Incredible. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Very, very good. I love the commitment to that. I did feel really sick the whole time. You did. Time. You looked in, like, sick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> California dreaming. <laughs> California dreaming? No. Yeah. What about... Any idea? Oh, that's so funny. What was that? No idea. Checking it out. Oh, I have one actually. Changes by David Bowie. <laughs> Butterfly Boucher. Butterfly Boucher. <laughs> Amazing Grace. No, 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 no. <laughs> 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 
He ain't heavy. He's my fucking brother by the Hollies. You, ha- you had to wait for the. No, no. no. <laughs> I had. I just couldn't get the fucking words out. Yeah. When you do that, no, go, 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 I got it then. With a mini. Poor Adam. What was that? Because he started. I've talked about it before. Like he starts with such like a. The road is oh, velvet tones. With a mini. Just to knows, knows where, knows where. Could be. Oh, hold on a second. Could, could, could we do a harmony? <laughs> could we do a what harmony? Song? What song can we harmonize? That literally to? just before we. I just want to say that all I literally heard was like a recording of the Big Bang happening. <laughs> <my ears. laughs> if we just go like. Yeah, let's do it. You don't try that? No, can we we pick a song? Mr. Sandman. Can we do his anarchade song? Don't say a word. Yeah, okay. Chorus. Don't say a word. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, with the song at its core is there. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that it for Gargle Box? I think that's Gargle Box. Never mind the Glug Box. Do we like Glug Box? I kind of like Glug Box. It's kind of the same element. Bo- never mind the Glug Box. It's kind of similar to Never Mind the Fuzz Box uh, in terms of like we're singing a thing that people are trying to decipher. I feel like Never Mind we're the Fuzz Box. We sang a thing. <laughs> we sang a thing. Glug. <laughs> now that we finished, Never Mind the Glug Box. Time for some more. Updates. So, what have I got listed here? Yeah, well, look, Dental Records has ascended to a new level of like farcical professionalism in terms of myself and Sam with the idea to get an ink stamp made, two made, in fact, an embosser as well that we can emboss things with because I've always wanted to emboss things. Like a boss. I'm not bossy, I'm the emboss. <laughs> just, just last week bought a laser printer that we can scan stuff in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did pitch the idea of scanning our arses. No one picked up on it. I don't know if it'd work either. My arse is flat enough to fit into a scanner that would have to close down, but I don't think anyone else is. <laughs> Everyone here is way too cakey to fucking scan their arse. Way too thick. <laughs> Dummy thick. The clap from my ass is so thick I can't scan my arse in a laser <laughs> scanner. Further evidence of the far-reaching impact that the stripes had mm. that only came to light once we broke up and can't cash in on that anymore. <laughs> we've appeared in the Junior Cert Cycle English textbook oh, yeah. as a quite... And, and we, we found this out via... Joe and Mia, who are on a recording that we've done that's coming out soon, they sent me a photo of their English textbook, which is a quoting the lyrics from You Can't Do Your Book, with a photo of me and you, Ross, in it, talking about design, design an album cover with these lyrics involved in it, which is crazy that we're like an exercise in a textbook. And then, Becky, you happen to be playing a board game. Mm, 30 seconds. Do you remember who was on the card? It was like Joe Brawley. It was like a, it was uh, Joe Brawley. I have a photo of it. It was like Joe Brawley and certain other people. Reputable folk. But it's a game where like you pick up a card and you try and guess... Uh, you have to try and tell whoever your partner is Pictionary with words Yeah Pictionary you have to get them to guess who's on the card Tell them what your partner said to you <laughs> They picked up the card and said Your brother was in this band <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I was like um, Zenarcade uh, Mom and dad were at a table quiz once uh, And one of the questions was like, the, the quiz master was like, oh, answering the questions Like round two, question ten, whatever the fuck it was And he, he looked up and was like Oh for God's sake Peter and Philomena O'Hanlon are here Like this is a swizz Luxembourg's we didn't plan this Sorry <sighs> What was the name of the Stripes documentary made by Julian Temple? Your mom and I both went, oh, 
<laughs> what oh. the fuck is it called? Yeah. They always referred to it as the documentary. They had no idea what it was to actually be fair, called. We, ne- we never say the name. I was at a table quiz one time, and it was the guest. It was like a celebrities round where they had like people, like uh, photos of people, and you had to say who they were. And Pete was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like way back in the fucking day so it was like the picture of you you know the picture of you in the red and black jumpers outside the imperial it's actually grey and black jumpers the backdrop's red oh yeah you're right like you're like 14 year old head because it was just like cut into like your head like yeah. doing like the most like widest most innocent <laughs> smile ever so funny I'd love to have that sheet of paper now with like you and it was probably like Angelina Jolie <laughs> and like I mean if it was pointless you would have won yeah, absolutely. Hey. <laughs> that was a fucking name. To be fair, it was um, the Farnham School table quiz, so you had been to school with everyone in the room. So. Exactly, yeah. I fucking ran that building. <laughs> We've achieved a level of cultural ubiquity posthumously, which is nice. Yeah. Since then as well, we had the Zen Arcade restream, and we sent out the posters along with that as well. In the email confirming their order, I asked everybody what order we should put our names in in terms of, like, Evan Rossby. Backy Sam, Pete Ross Backy Evans. Sam. Backy. Backy Sam. Sorry, my, 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 my throat went. I <laughs> did that. So we also had like <laughs> Evan Ross, Becky Sam, Pete. Oh, what, what order do people want? The one that I got back the most was Breps. Becky Ross, Evan, Pete Sam. Because I was like, I love or like Burps, B E R P S. People like that. I sign up for that to look kind of cool. That actually does work. Becky, Evan Ross, Pete Sam. Book ended by the two coolest members. Yeah. No, no shade. But the core is essential. <laughs> that, I think that does work. Burps. Because I think we no one ever thought of putting me first. There's also prebs. Prebs. P- Peter Ross, Evan, Becky, Sam. But I think it's Becky burp. sounds strange in the middle. It was nice to get the response to everyone being like, you know, yeah, this is what we think. Was, uh, I put it as a PPS. Like it was a triple postscript and people still took the time to respond and say, say what their thoughts very were. Nice, which yeah. was very nice. And then a person called Tabia from Austria sent back a permutations list. They wrote some code for us and said, this yeah. list will tell you all the different permutations that the order of these oh, names can geez. take and you can decide from there, which I thought was very, very wow. good. The fact that someone wrote code for us how many are there uh, well I'm going to import the code aren't I so all the names all our names put together now I'm not I'm no coder all our names put together every single permutation of our name put together amounts to syntax error invalid syntax wow <laughs> interesting yeah so there's it's just like there's like a hundred Rosses and then a hundred Evans and then a load of Pete's and then a load of Sam's and a load of Becky's God help the world the, should we go to the Rosses so it's Ross <laughs> so it's like Ross Evan Pete Sam Becky Ross Evan Pete Becky Sam Ross Evan Sam Pete Becky Ross Evan Sam Becky Pete Sam Ross Evan Becky Pete Sam Ross Evan Becky Sam Pete Ross Pete Evan Sam Becky Ross Pete Evan Becky Sam Ross Pete Sam Evan Becky Ross Pete Sam Becky Evan Ross Pete Evan Becky Sam Ross Pete Becky Sam Evan Ross Sam Evan Pete Becky Ross Sam Evan Pete Pete Ross Sam Pete Evan Becky Ross Sam Pete Evan Becky Ross Sam Pete Becky Evan Ross, Sam, Becky, Evan, Pete, Ross, Sam, Becky, Pete, Evan, Ross, Becky, Evan, Pete, Sam. Continues very much in that vein. There's, there's not an awful change there. But yeah, for just very nice someone wrote code for us. I thought that was very, so very cool. So nice. Very thoughtful. Very, very thoughtful. Thank you, Tabby. I really Thank enjoyed that. As a result of the Zen Arcade thing, we did a live stream, on the third Higher Fidelity live stream, and to say it was cute is an absolute understatement. Oh, uh, it was so... Wholesome. Wholesome, cute heartwarming. It was whole wheat on <laughs> soppy rye. Sorry, it kept me that. going. It kept me going through these... These tough times. It was a week ago. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, no. It was like a year ago at this stage. Yeah. We've done a year's work since then. Yeah, well, I have. You haven't. 
Uh, <laughs> everyone came on board. It was good for me. Around some of the segments it was great. Uh, a lot of good spread from across the, across the globe. There's some familiar faces. Some nice stuff happened. Some new new guests, which was very nice. I think the moment where we all were like, or all our hearts grew three sizes that day was mm-hmm. when uh, Madison from Australia, her dad came on. And I said some very nice words and uh, that we would keep between all of us, but it was very, very nice. Uh, and again, you know, people taking the time to sit on a four hour Zoom call, having watched a gig that they'd already seen. Oh my God. Yeah. And she said that she got up at like six in the morning or something crazy. To yeah. Be on the thing, obviously, because of the time difference. So she's an absolute legend. Of course. And then Olivia had got up as well at four in the morning to buy the poster as well. Oh my so God. Like, like, they were, like, there's still some left. They could have waited till now. <laughs> and they got them. But no, it's very, very nice. As the dedication there is, is, incre- is incredible. And we really do appreciate that. Something that did happen that I didn't like is that to peat something became a, a verb and mm-hmm. not in the way that I thought it would in terms of like committing wholeheartedly to a project and giving your all to it. No, no, it's actually <laughs> getting things wrong. Well, it's ge- getting things slightly wrong, missing out one slight detail but always the most crucial of the details yeah, it was it, a very nice Zoom call and we all had a very nice time and we're, uh, we're upset that 25 people can't be here today with us uh, to this proper episode but it makes them all the sweeter I got my ear pierced Ross oh got my his God, ear pierced yeah I pierced Ross's ear and there was such little thought to it, like, and you just went like do you want to do it yeah cool and like you did it while I was eating sausages like you would, I was eating dinner and you were like sausages. cool sausages it's just one second you didn't have metal in your ear and now you do and you have it all the time yeah, yeah. and it looks smashing I think I we know. can all agree mm, thank you shall we go into the first segment Yes. You said go in. I did say go in. Ooh. Personal growth. It's the new environment. It's, mm. I'm flourishing and I'm Episode thriving. 20. I'm yeah. thriving. For the second decade of... The second decade of higher fidelity. Decade. Yeah. As opposed to a decade of the rosary. Yeah. Imagine being to someone, okay, look, you didn't buy our last album. You have to do a decade of higher fidelity. We have to like, definitely <laughs> listen to the 10 episodes. That's funny. I actually had the concept of rosaries explained to me for the first time. Yeah, by moi. Really? You yeah. didn't know that during the month of mine? My religious enlightening has only just begun. But yeah, first segment. Um, <laughs> what the fuck? This is Vopa. <laughs> singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh shit! Sorry. One more yes, this is Vopa, where we discuss instances of singers just not being able to hack it live. And now I actually haven't got one this episode, but I, because I want to shine a light on a very special one that we came across as a result oh, of the live yes. stream, and I want to give a proper shout out <clears throat> to Charlie Hanlon, who brought this to our attention, and I feel bad, George Kingman was going to bring it to our attention as well, he just happened to be further down the list on the Zoom call, mm-hmm. tough titties, George. <laughs> um, so yeah, Charlie just brought this up and he said, I think I've got the Vopat to end all Vopas, and I looked at this little shit. Like what you're gonna step to me? You think you think you've got the one to end all Vopaz? I don't think you do. He bowled big and came up with the goods, and it is the most egregious Sonic sec of Vopa <laughs> that's ever happened. It's so bad it is a Sonic second. This is from yeah. Dexy's Minute Runners uh, live in 1985. Like Charlie says in the higher uh, live clip that I've put up, this is on their Vivo channel. They watched this and thought that's good enough to put up. And I am quoting Charlie verbatim. Uh, here when I say that uh, but I'm going to get it up here now and we can just enjoy it again the day after this I watched this absolutely loads it, <laughs> the, the sound of it does live within me come on Eileen so first of all there's a bit of tape wobble there that I thought like oh Charlie has mis- Charlie's an idiot and has mistaken tape wobble for s- bad, poor singing but the note following that tape wobble <laughs> is, is terrible he's invented a new key there <laughs> he has yeah. key of Q <laughs> Terrible. Okay. A horse has entered the stage. <laughs> it's amazing that a human could make that noise. It's... Uh, I 
feel so bad. I actually have nothing to say because I'm in, still in shock. My favorite, I had a flick through all the YouTube comments on that video. And my favorite one just says, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> I sacrificed my contribution this week because I just want to shine a light on that contribution from the live stream and say that is remarkable. Mm. Much like second best is defined by working for the FBI, yeah. Vopa is now defined by this Dexys clip. Yeah. And as such, every other one will be held up to that. Absolutely. So the game is on now to find a Vopa that is worse than Dexys. And if everybody's listening to this and they want to send us some, please do. We would love to dethrone Dexys because yeah. this is everyone's, everyone's going to benefit from more exposure to that. Absolutely. So please do send them in if you want to. Uh, if not, keep them for the next Higher Ability Live episode. Uh, but yeah. yes, Becky, what is your Vopa? My Vopa is ACDC <gasps> Axl Rose oh, of course. 2016. Oh, no. It sounds bad and every additional word makes it worse. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for it. In Denmark. Oh. Uh. Back in black. Oh. It's no Dexies, right? But you know that it's shit regardless. <laughs> Jesus. Also, Axelrod has a broken leg, apparently, yeah, at the he time. Yeah, he did that, yeah. He did a thing. It's just a thing that like, that whole entire setup was just something that nobody liked. And Shouldn't happen. And everyone, everyone had to put up with it as well. It was inevitable at some stage. But like, they kicked Brian, they didn't kick, but like, Brian Johnson couldn't do the tour, didn't do the tour because he couldn't sing. They got Axelrod to do that. Oh my God, like, what the fuck is he at? Oh my God, and if you could, if you could see the fucking set of them, <laughs> the whole thing is a faux pas. Well, like, I saw ACDC on the Black Ice tour back in 09. Uh, band were red hot they were rocking it uh, I was on a balcony where I couldn't stand up and a man walked by uh, and I happened to throw my head back and hit his elbow and an entire tray of six pints no. fell over me and my black I'm sorry to say my black ice tour t-shirt was ruined <laughs> shall I go? please so this is a uh, a touching performance of the Irving Berlin song God Bless America God bless America. It's a patriotic classic, let's face it, sung at sporting events Mm -hmm. around the country of the United States of America. Yeah, just a touching, touching performance. I knew it was gonna be. It was gonna like oh, no. lead up to a note like that. That's oh incredible. Because he started off so well. Oh, it's beautiful. The bellow. That's the thing though with the, the with them kind of songs where you are just on your own. Your eyes. You can't even. You can't even style it out. Like you can't like pull away from. Yeah, the yeah, you're, yeah, you're there. Yeah. Like the track starts and the eagle is cresting over the stadium. Oh you know, God. it's this beautiful scene of American patriotism, and then he just hits that note and that eagle crashes <laughs> and, it, and it dies bad slowly and painfully slowly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's, who sings in it just uh, I, I don't know I've just came across the video the, the man appears to be of some naval sort of you know he's in mili- military regalia okay. <laughs> Ross what have you got for us my one uh, could nearly be argued that it's not a Vopa because she's doing what she meant to do and I don't know who it is I found this on Instagram just searching uh, listen it speaks for itself really Oh my god! <laughs> Show me the video. <laughs> so she thinks she she might think she's like scatting Scat- or something. Yeah. It she's sounds like shitting. The SpongeBob <laughs> thing. But the note that follows it is just is like powerful as fuck. Well, that's like that's like the that's like the like the homeless cretin voice you were doing earlier on. Oh, the urchin. Yeah. <laughs> 
Incredible. <laughs> Delicious. It's wood fire. <laughs> is the last thing he said. That was Vopa. What was Coconut Ear Beans? Give us a quote. Beans. What the fuck? That was Vopa. Singing, singing badly, and we listen to them gladly. It's the Vopa. Oh, shit. Sorry, one more time. How do you lose a woman? You forget to cherish her. This is. Room 101ers. Yes, this is Room 101ers, the segment that might, may or may not have a jingle depending on how busy the rest of the week looks for when this goes out on Tuesday. But it's been a very busy week, so we didn't get a chance to record a jingle. But this is a segment where I'm not sure if our international friends are going to know what this is, but there's a TV show in England uh, called Room 101 that's based on a concept from the book 1984, I believe. Yes. Didn't know that. Yeah, that's where it comes from. Uh, it's a show hosted by Frank Skinner where he brings comedians and guests and, uh, you know, celebrity personalities on the show and they discuss things that they would like to get rid of. Yeah, yeah. When you put it in Room 101, it's gone from the world. Yeah, stuff that they want to banish from the planet, stuff they want to get rid of. And we're going to do that. The the, the, the very loose pun on this is that Room 101ers, the 101ers is a band Joe Strummer was in. Mm-hmm. Before the clash, uh, it's a very loose adaptation. It's not as clever as uh, Nevermind the Fuzz Box or any of those sort of ones. But there's some interesting conversations to be had around it. So the way it works is everyone's going to bring up a topic, a concept, or a thing, or a nine, or whatever the fuck it is that they would like to get rid of, that they would like to put in Room 101. And I have to, whether I agree or not, have to play devil's advocate, Satan's supporter. Beelzebub's barrister. <laughs> uh, Lucifer's lover. Oh, oh. Will I do that every day, baby? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have to, whether, whether I believe it or not, I have to play devil's advocate and try and uh, fight for it to stay in the world. And then at the end, we can all decide as a group which one we felt was argued the best and which one should should go. But I am the final arbitrator. Becky, what is your first thing you want to put in Room 101? Okay, my Room 101 thingy majig that i want to put into that is we'll work on the phrasing for this <laughs> yeah is a concept when people when people do a cover of a song i can't stand when people unnecessarily change the pronouns in the song affecting sometimes the point and rhyming scheme and everything of the song okay. i cannot stand that you've got examples first one springs to mind is like Beatles boys where they don't where they like they don't change the they don't change yeah and it's proof that you don't need to change because no one's going like what the fuck was Ringo at like everybody's like that's fine yeah it's accepted absolutely Etta James changes girl of my dreams to boy of my dreams well fuck her <laughs> <laughs> well I think so again you're saying you don't like it when they change the pronouns unnecessarily yeah I think there's definitely a case to be made for if there's like a moral imperative to change it, if it does impact the this, this, the, 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 the meaning of the song, if it's like, you know, if, because, you know, cause people love to like, because we, we can listen to music and be like, yeah, totally separate that from the artist. It's like the, the Beatles are singing a song about boys. They obviously don't like men, but like the song is good because they do a good version of it. Yeah. If there could be a sort of element of like sort of cognitive dissonance from people who like, like to think that, you know, an artist's expression or an artist's cover of a song, whatever the fuck it is, is like an expression of their innermost way of affecting themselves in the world. Well, I have to disagree with that because they're doing a cover. So that already is just like completely taken out of Question. Well, when you make a cover of your own, surely the end of that is like changing some meaning in, in, in and of itself within it. That annoys me as a concept. I think <laughs> that I don't like that at all. It's like you're doing a cover. It's always going to be a cover. So the lyrics have nothing to do with you anyway. It would be like changing the chords. Yeah, exactly. It'd be like changing the chords or changing a line that you thought... Like, if let's say if a line in the song didn't apply exactly to your life, you changed it to apply to your life. Yeah. Well, you didn't... That's just the lyrics. It doesn't matter if what what gender you're interested in it doesn't matter what gender you are or whatever the fuck like that doesn't make any sense to me i'm just like 
why would you bother? Yeah, I get that. But even if we're talking, if we're expanding it to people doing what they want when they're covering a song, we do arrangement changes all the time when we cover songs, things like that as well. Yeah, but I just feel like that's an enhancement. It's not a changing of the lyrics. Like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't take your own creative liberty in that sense. But let's say they think it would be better. Or they would, they would rather sing the song if it was like to do with that. Because when people get, and again, I'm, I'm not saying that we do, but like artists who are like, if I'm not feeling the song, then I can't perform it. If they feel like I, the only way for me to embody the song, like like singers are want to do, like idiots, like they are, you know, I have to feel the pain of the song if I'm going to perform it. They, if they have to ascribe an element of their life to the song for it to be performed effectively, they would have to probably change the, the pronouns. Well, what I would say to that is don't do a song that doesn't apply in that regard. Do songs that fits into how you feel and how, or what you want to project outwardly. Don't, do songs that you have to change to make suitable for you to sing. I think I can understand why I say in the 60s. Oh yeah, definitely they would understand have, why they did it in the past. But that said, I still do think it's ridiculous and I'm glad we've moved past the need to do that in yeah. songs. And Where I'm reje- glad you're on the same page as me here. So. 100%. I also wish to like just reiterate, in case anyone's confused from the beginning, I don't disagree with that. Yes. I, but the, my role in this is to argue back and say why I think yeah. it should probably exist. <clears throat> Brilliant, okay. Well argued. Sam, what's yours? Right. A big one for me. Whoa. It's coming. I think everybody knew it, but I'm going to say it. Round wound bass strings. Get rid of them. They're going in room 101. Me and Sam genuinely disagree here. First of all, not that I actually care about the makeup of an instrument at all, but you don't like round wound strings. No. Ergo, you prefer flat wound strings. I'm going to elaborate. So I just think that round wound bass strings since their inception in 1966 at the hands of a man we all love john entwistle uh the bass's place in music has been substantially uh sort of what's the word i'm looking compromised for? it's been compromised and just sort of it takes the bass out of bass because the flat wound bass strings that were designed for the instrument have a certain tone and ooh, ooh, ooh. exactly <laughs> they were made to last like flat wound strings ideally they'd last the whole life of the bass or yourself unless one of them breaks you don't have to change them and they actually sound better with age and they just resonate really beautifully and they just sound really smooth whereas with round wound strings it just almost sounds like a detuned guitar to me and i think in in recorded music like let's face it in my pathetic way the most of the music i like was recorded before round wound bass strings were even invented uh, so obviously i'm gonna have a bias i just think i've never i've never heard a recording that wouldn't benefit from using flat wound strings over round wound strings and round wound strings just they sound really thin and tinny and small they strangle all the cool stuff about bass and make it sound wimpy i th- like again i just abjectly disagree with every single aspect of that i think that <laughs> my, my whole argument is going to center around the fact that john invented them because he wanted more low end because he wanted more anger and attack and and thump out of the bass which is i think what he got i think there's more you get there's more versatility in round wound strings than there are in flat wound strings uh flat wound strings very much put a put a bass in a place where there is not versatility there whereas at the point at that at that point in time in music it was all about exploring what was capable of these instruments that's where like fuzz pedals started to come in that's where germanium fuzz started to come in people started to realize what these instruments were actually capable of despite them being built to just be louder than acoustics and that's why some of those old amps that we even the ones we were using at the olympia they're like they're designed to go really, really loud before you they start to break up whereas now we want amps to break up because we want that crunch we want all that stuff to be there round round strings as well were the distortion pedal for bass at that time i i think anyway and i'm no great historian i think there was maybe a, a slight compromise on low thub end in a, in a way but at the same time gave it a versatility for it to become an instrument that became integral to the band things more so than just it's a double bass and that's what you give is what you get with a, with a, with a flat wound bass from a player point of view from a user point of view flat wound strings feel like the bass 
is wet all the time to me. It feels like it's <laughs> slippy, and you're, you know, and when you when you I think it's very hard when you when you're a player of either or to switch. I think there's a reason why round one strings have become the predominant, predominantly produced, and predominantly used thing now because of, like I say, versatility and because of of, of they're cheaper. Yeah, as well. Great. That's why they come standard because they're way cheaper and efficient. Uh, I have it on good authority that I went to go jam with a young band uh, a week or so ago, and I brought the JR bass that was made for me by Claire Isola and her father, which was very nice of them to do. It has flat round strings. I handed it to the young bass player who looked on in disgust as his hands flew past the D that he meant to hit and he landed on an E. Not my fault the kid can't play. <laughs> I have counter-arguments prepared. When you think of John Entwistle 1966, it's all well and good. It's all going well. It sounds great, but it's a slippery slope. You get to John Entwistle in the 90s and his bass sounds like a tub of Ribena being shaken and kicked down a stair. Like, <laughs> yeah, a, a staircase. Fair enough. Yeah, but you can't... Uh, that's him not knowing when to stop. That's not because of Ryan strings that led to that. It's because he was he was a tinkerer who was going to end he up... He was an addict. He was an addict to making the bass sound worse. But yeah, at the same time, you know, there's so many inventions you get to... Like, as I say, uh, a horse-drawn cart initially was a great idea because it was good for transport and now we've got cars. But it's not the horse-drawn cart's fault that cars are now the main pollutants in the world. I'd also argue that flat ones are more versatile because you can get the attack and bite out of them if you need to, but you can also get the low, thumpy, you know, deep low end that you can't get out of round rounds. But agree to disagree. That's the whole point of this. Exactly. <laughs> well argued. I think you yeah, very well argued. Ross, what have you got for us? Mine is the, you know, the... Headless guitars. Oh yeah, oh, very good. Fair okay. I have, so, I have my whole my whole argument of, the, of this is um I can I'll get it out of my pocket. I have it written down. Just just for for, for everyone at home, Ross enacted out how the the, the 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 items actually come out of the the set when when people do talk about them, which is very well done. I appreciate that. Because I have this written down. You as wrote well. it down, Ross. Yeah. You've never come oh as prepared. Oh my god. Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> so. My argument to that is I think that, much like we were talking about versatility instruments before with Sam's, I think that headless guitars are a rejection of tradition, something that we all enjoy doing, something that has led to a lot of uh, adventurous music and a lot of regrets that we enjoy and things like that. And it's an embracement of modernity, which I think is something that we all <laughs> need to remember to do sometimes. I think our headless guitars, the punk equivalent to what music was at the time. Uh, the, you know, is... <laughs> you don't even believe in what you're saying right now. Well, you're trying so hard. From a practical user standpoint, when when you are when you're playing music, playing away, your hands up here, your left hand's playing on the strings, you're out of tune, you have to go and like move your hand round to tune. To tune. To tune. Now let's say we all are aware of the concept of hammer-ons when you're playing and people can of pull off and really measure the intricate work. Let's say you're doing that. I mean, you release the strings out of tune, okay? Yeah. While you're still doing that, you can go down to your machine heads down here and pull it into tune. It's far more user-friendly to be able to go play in here, machine heads there. Machine heads, in this instance, for anyone who doesn't know, are now, instead of it being at the top of the guitar, they're right at the bottom where, like, the, the belt, where the, where the strap The only it. advantage that a headless guitar has It makes is you look sexy. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 Nobody's going to steal it. Well, again, anti-theft anti software, something that... <laughs> <laughs> music, music instruments have rarely been sold with so also what annoys me more is headless eight string basses that's the worst is that even a thing yeah, yeah. I saw one oh they exist headless fretless pickupless stringless <laughs> bassless what, what's, what next like just air guitar yeah <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, okay, so we've come round to, so we've, we've heard all the arguments. First of all, I'd like to say, initially, first time round, nicely pedantic. Everyone was clearly invested in what they want to get rid of. I think in terms of who argued the best, I enjoyed the comedy of yours, Ross, but I don't think 
you made a strong enough case for it to go back in. Are you are you joking? No, I don't think it's going in. I, I don't think I don't think you've argued sufficiently for for a headless bases. You would rather strings or Ross. This isn't about what I want. This is about how well you oh, argued no. your points. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I was going to let head, headless guitars carry me. <laughs> I think in terms of like passionate delivery makes you one out there mm-hmm. but I've been passionate about this for years but because I actually disagree but was argued very well and came with facts the Sam had his counter arguments he came prepared with receipts um, Ross did also have a sheet of paper Ross had a sheet <laughs> of Ross's paper Ross's presentation was you're impressive. just saying like you don't want my one to win though no because you didn't win <laughs> <laughs> look you won all the 21 earlier and the uh, yeah the gar- I've won the everything the championship let me have this thing, please. <laughs> I'm on a high of winning against a better judgement and against I think it was well argued and I think you know Knew, knew more than I than I did. I think we'll have to go and put round round strings in room one hundred and one. This is the best wow. day of my life. Pete, just so you know, you're gonna have to change all the strings in your guitars. Yeah, that was the every single one. <laughs> they don't they don't exist anymore. I don't play the bass. Well, you never can anymore ever again. I'd some say I couldn't before. And now all those headless basses are gonna have <laughs> flat wound <laughs> strings on them. They're gonna sound and look even better. They do. Do they? Yes. As a novelty for the first round, we can, uh, in a commiseratory way, make shitty pronouns being changed in songs and headless bases can be honorary. They can like, stand outside Room 101. But this is this is very accurate of Room 101 because every episode I watch, I go, you picked the wrong one, Skinner. I always think that as well. Yeah. Becky leads us out from Room 101. How do you lose a woman? You fail to cherish her. You forget to cherish her. You forget to cherish her. <laughs> that was Room 101ers. It's been a very busy week. So we didn't get a chance to record a jingle. Yes, that was Room One and Oneers, are a new a new new segment, uh, very fresh. I don't know if it's going to be a big, if it's, going be, if it's going to be a staple. It's fine, I enjoyed it, but I don't know if it's you know. Sam, bring us into acoustic corner. Chuck, this is your cousin Marvin, Marvin Berry. Uh, this is the acoustic corner. <laughs> Ross Farley. The delivery of that, Chuck. Uh, where <laughs> this. is your? This is your cousin. <laughs> This, yes, this is Ron Sparrow's Acoustic Corner where we perform a song. Uh, the song today is a song that we've all known for many, many years but had literally dawned on us 48 hours ago how much of a stonkingly brilliant song it is. Now, we all knew it was great but it, it unfolded before us like the golden-leafed book of brilliance that it actually is. Thanks to... John Cooper Clark and Hugh and Cornwell. <laughs> we came back into our lives, spotted it on the YouTube home screen, intrigued... Evan and I decided we had to check this out. And since then, Johnny Remember Me has been fondly remembered. It won't be forgotten. It won't be forgotten. It's Johnny Remember Me by John Layton, produced by the amazing Joe Meek. I was about to say Lee Mac. And <laughs> I, I, managed, I managed to unpeat myself. Yeah. I first came across this song in the film Telstar, where this was the song where, it was the where he predicted Buddy Holly's death in the wrong year. Or in the film, the song is remember. going over that when he's talking about Buddy Holly's death. Anyway, that film haunts me. Because um, Matthew Bainton is James Corden. James plays Matthew Benton, yeah. Matthew Benton plays Richie Blackmore in it and gets an egg thrown at him in a toilet. I was just too young to watch that. Yeah. And now I'm afraid of Joe Meek. It gets very dark. It <laughs> dark flick. Dark it's a dark, dark flick. flick. Fantastic music in it. The song is fantastic uh, as it performed by John Layton. But today it is performed by, we. by, by us. us. The song will play. Mr. Rising and the rain is falling 
Fabulous. That track, that performance that was actually produced by, it's the first of any of these acoustic corners that's been produced, but it's been produced by Sam Garrity. A.K.A. Lee Mack. <laughs> Just figured some some slapback echo and tape saturation was being... Cried out was, for. Was, was being cried out for, exactly. And it was my pleasure to mix the beautiful voices and instrumentations of everyone. This was the first uh, acoustic corner recorded in here as well. We did it all in here and felt nice and skiffly to Evan played the drums on the... L- armchair of the chair that Ross is on now, yeah. Nicely Joe Meekly ex- executed Don't say that. Don't say Joe Meek and execute the same. Talk, this is your cousin Marvin. Marvin Berry. Uh, this has been Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner. Ross Farley's Acoustic Corner I love ska and I will never turn my back on ska. Yep. This is Sonic Seconds. <laughs> What is that? It's literally the opposite of me, is that quote. It's from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, very good, very good, very good. This is Sonic Seconds, where we play two or three seconds from a track that we think just makes the track slash performance slash recording, whatever it is. Ross, you want to go first? Yes. This month, mine comes from XTC. Ooh, very good. (laughs) This one is very weird, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, 
fantastic. Oh, brilliant. I, For those who don't know, I leapt out of my seat there. <laughs> that is Then She Appeared by XTC, yeah. one of my favourite XTC songs of all time. Andy Partridge, he had abandoned his weird, like... <laughs> singing (laughs) style but brought it back he echoed it there in that line and I'm so glad he did it's a fantastic song yeah no I remember the first time I heard that I went I hate that part and now I love it that's from None Such recorded by Gus Dudgeon there's footage of them recording that track where they're mapping the drums and all that and it's the desk that we're using to record our album oh fuck yeah I didn't know that yeah not messing stop fucking talking no cap very good Ross enjoyed that thank you my Sonic Seconds comes from a band or a performance that kick-started the Stripes career. Oh no. It's the Syndicats doing You Can't Judge Book by looking at the cover. This is now this the the singer I think is wearing what he thought was a suit jacket. It's a butcher's coat (laughs) uh, and he does a good job of butchering the song. I just typed in the Syndicats Jungle Book. (laughs) (laughs) He gets he gets caught up in the excitement of the of the blues traveling through him and makes the a noise <laughs> and makes a noise that is incredibly remarkable this could have been a vopa but it also is a sonic second because i do love it oh my god the scream <laughs> oh my oh god! Oh my god! That was the eagle from the stadium. <laughs> yeah. earlier. He sounds like a child. He sounds like a young girl. He's fallen, yeah. Being like chased around the playground. <laughs> you must. Have, you must have went to a scary playground, Bex. Yeah. Jesus. Playground times were tough. I think that's hilarious because he's going wild. Yeah, but after him going, <laughs> he was like, yeah, <laughs> But he was like, you know, I'm like, hush. He's like, I'm not going home alone tonight. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He fucking yeah. went. Like, <laughs> yeah, everybody's like, oh, actually. Rethought it. Yeah. Uh, Bex, hit us with your Sonic Seconds. Right. My Sonic Second comes from Sally Cinnamon by The Stone Roses. Why? Okay, this is The Stone Roses' first appearance, despite me believing that their debut album is one of the best EPs ever. There's a lot of tracks I get rid of. It's a very good EP. Though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a great single, that album. <laughs> Towards the end of the song, there's a nice little change in the melody and the meter that I really love. I love that so much. It's, it's great. It's a feel. In the pocket. Like, that's what I'm listening to the song for. Yeah, no, definitely. Have you heard Mercy Paradise? No. You'd love that. It's basically a Firefly song. Oh my god. Just listen to it. It's incredible. Here comes the okay. song by the Beatles. I think I have heard that once in my life. It's an incredible song. I love that so much already. It's my new favorite song. It's like when I sent you Velocity Girl by Primal Scream. Oh it's my god. Same, world. same level of like, holy fuck, why haven't I been listening to this every day of my life? Very good song, Seconds. Sam, what have you got? The man with the golden arm, the classic movie starring Frank Sinatra, the opening titles music composed by Elmer Bernstein. Great piece of music. I literally can't believe what I'm hearing. But... <laughs> A cover was made in the early 60s by Jet Harris of The Shadows. Uh, former bass player of The Shadows recorded his own rendition. He, it's played with a six-string bass. The way just the main the main line comes thundering in, because in the original, the, 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 the main part that's played in this cover is sort of like the backing of the original. And I love the way he's playing the main line on the bass. And it just sounds crazy and mad. And I'll get it up here. It meanders on for the first few seconds, and then it just comes thundering in. That's that, fucking that I've heard you play that loads, but I never yeah. knew what that was from. It's, it's absolutely class. Is, there you go. Is Jed Harris the coolest name ever? Absolutely. And the Probably. coolest dude. Yeah, incredibly cool. Is person. it real name? No. Oh. 
No, no, Jet is short for Jetu. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Harris is short for Harrison. Jetu Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cool name, too. Jetu Harrison, yeah, yeah. Very, very good song. Jet Harris, great, great man. Um, I love Ska, and I will never turn my back on Ska. Yup! That was Sonic Seconds. Sonic Seconds! Brilliant, okay, and we come to the final segment for this episode. Uh, hey, Kurt, it's your cousin, Marvin Cobain. <laughs> Know that new sound you've been looking for? <laughs> well, listen to this. And it's Sadgasm from The Simpsons. Uh, mm. This is Sid Didn't Die for this. Yes, this is Sid Didn't Die For This, where we discuss instances in the music industry where we think that bands did something disappointing that we feel Sid Vicious did not die for. Are you clear on the concept now, Sam? Finally, I understand what we're meant to be doing, and I've got one prepared. Fantastic. I'll start. Really close to, to Sid Vicious, I think that Sid Vicious didn't die for Glenn Matlock being kicked out of the Sex Pistols because he liked the Beatles and had a bath once a day. <laughs> <laughs> that supposedly is the reason Johnny Rotten gives. Now, obviously, it's a, it's a sensationalised version of the events that went on, but I think there's another truth in that. He was clean and he didn't like that. And he liked the Beatles. That's a big thing, that he liked he liked pop music and things like that. Steve Jones and Paul Cook were like, we jammed the small faces. That's what we liked doing. We liked to play the Stone Roses song. Not Stone Roses. <laughs> <laughs> we liked to play the Rolling Stones songs. We love rhythm and blues. That's what we love doing. We want to be like, we want to be a pop rock band. Oh, that's a crack. That's what they cut their teeth together. Johnny Rotten knew that going in he just wouldn't be able to stand up to fucking Steve Jones they literally cover I'm Not Your Stepping Stone by the Monkees mm. and then kicked Glenn Matlock out who wrote all the important bits of the music yeah. uh, because he supposedly liked the Beatles and liked to not be a smelly bastard <laughs> That's, Sid Vicious did not die for that no he absolutely didn't that was a good one that's mine that was a really good one nice and topical and uh, Glenn Matlock we were we were having having modelled for a Japanese clothing label called Hysteric Glamour with Bob Gruen we were taken to dinner in Notting Hill Glenn Matlock was there we were at a different table he walked in stole a ruddy chip off Evan's plate he looked Evan in the face and went I know you and then took <laughs> a chip off his plate <laughs> yeah. I think that I know you was a diversionary tactic to then bogart a chip <laughs> might I add simultaneously as that was happening literally oh my god yes within minutes of that happening I randomly bumped into one of the beach boys Al Jardine on Grafton Street in Dublin and what did he say to you Sam and he said I see you got your Cocoa Krispies. Because <laughs> I was going home like I had my shopping. Yeah. If Al Jardine was shoved into a can surrounded with a bit of oil, he'd be Al Sardine. Mm. Yeah, that's very good. And a very interesting evening. For everyone. Incredible, incredible what a day. day. What yeah. a day. What were you doing that day? You were there. I was there, you bollocks. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the day we were all made to look like fools in the high street. Oh my god, I had a fucking clip-on fringe on. It was a, it was a difficult moment. We were, they were styling us in like punk clothes. That was the whole sort of deal. Yeah, and I was dressed as a UPS man. <laughs> they put me in a woolly jumper that had 1987 stitches. Like, what the fuck? That's pretty punk, isn't it? See the fact that they were going like 1987. It was so like not punk that it was punk. Right, Becky, what's your Sid didn't I? Okay. Hilary Duff. You know what's coming. I fucking exactly Hillary know what's Duff, coming. We all know and adore Love. and worship Hilary Duff. Yeah. Ross and Sam don't. Me and Pete do. Genuinely don't even know what she looks like. Hilary Duff? Hilary Duff, you fucking what does she look like? Philistine. 
No, I've never seen her before. Fuck's sake. Oh my god. Hilary Duff. That's, dis- that's despicable. I'm actually offended. We should watch the Lizzie McGuire movie, movie. one of the days. Oh, oh my, my god. Tonight, god. let's do it. Let's, we can't watch everything So tonight. like literally, just for everyone here, just the plan for this evening. It's also, it's currently 10 to 10 as yeah. well. Oh my god, okay, well, that's fine. But like, is it the plan for today, this so far has been, we went up to Dublin, did some promo stuff. Also, we forgot to mention, a car was sent to pick us up, which is yeah, hilarious. Every, everyone's a hardcore indie fucking musician until there's a car on the way, and then you're fucking getting in the car. Yeah. But we did that. Kim Dyne rehearsed in the town hall quickly do this the, the plan supposedly was to watch Reeling in the Years followed by Twilight and now followed by the Lizzie McGuire movie Twilight which is like a four part series as well <laughs> it's a rocking evening what can I say what an evening what an evening anyway the Duffmeister she has dabbled in a musical career inevitably somebody had to do it she covered My Generation by The Who oh, yeah. yeah blimey she because of her Disney image, she was required to change and clean up some of the lyrics, even though the lyrics are not F- filthy. They're already oh. censored. Already censored. Let's just listen to some. Whoa. <laughs> Sam is aghast. I can't believe what I've just heard. She said, I hope I don't die again. The Presumably, the, the clause that made the made sure the Jonas Brothers had to wear virginity rings was the clause that made Hilary Duff not be able to say, I hope I, I die. Hope I don't die. Isn't there another cover that says, I hope I don't die, though? No, just Hillary's. It's just it's just echoed around the world multiple times. You think you've heard different versions, but it's always, it's always that. I like the fact that it's like, yeah, clearly we're doing a new version of this. But I like this sort of like techno, you know, the techno verse with the like sort of 60s callback vocals yeah it goes it flips between it flips, the two it flips. but the line is so egregious oh it's yeah. despicable yeah. well it goes back to the whole argument of changing the pronouns it's, yeah, exactly. it's arrogant to alter the words of others oh i think in this instance you've totally like destroyed the point of the song so why why do it in the first place yeah exactly it's yeah. so ridiculous and it just sounds like shit yeah hope i don't die before it goes like, well, hillary it wasn't necessary to change the lyrics no, well like in this instance well hillary wants to be ancient if you want uh, to yeah. really wants to be Ho- i hope i don't die Ever. <laughs> uh, people try to put us down just because we get around. Daisy do looks awful cold. Hope I am immortal. <laughs> <laughs> They're the new lyrics of my generation. Love so it. yes, it did not die for Hilary Duff changing that lyric in my generation. Totally correct. Sam. I'm going to set the scene, everybody. <laughs> I'm in the library. I'm in the library. <laughs> this day two years ago, I'm not in the library, but I am in the Olympia with Evan and Ross and Morna. The specials are on the stage. Mm-hmm. Now, we all love the specials. Well, some of us love the specials. Those there, obviously, big fans of uh, specials. Mm-hmm. And we were all gearing up to hear our favourite songs. Very exciting stuff. And it was getting to the end of the set and we were all kind of going, where's Ghost Town? When are they going to play Ghost Town? And then they went off stage and we were like, right, well, at least we know what the encore is. They came back on the stage with an accordion <laughs> and a classical <laughs> guitar and sang a song about the Guardian. <laughs> oh my god. And they god. fucked off and they never played Ghost Town. <laughs> Sid didn't die for that. And to make matters even to make matters even worse, my uncle, who happens to be a big specials fan, saw them on the same tour at a different venue and they did play Ghost Town there. Oh so my they just cut god. it out they just cut it out for Dublin. And I, I don't know, know why. That. You know at that gig Sid didn't also die for the person in front of us was smoking. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Sid actually did die for that. Oh, and, and he got kicked out. That is quite Sid, actually. So, Sam, yeah. you're, you're so on the level of what Sid Didn't Die is all about now. Yeah, you, you actually nailed that. Thank you very much. Well, something clicked in my mind, and just the, maybe it's the fact that it's the two-year anniversary of that disappointment. <laughs> I got it. What a ridiculous That is move. ridiculous, yeah. Very good, Sam. You've nailed, you nailed the brief. Well done. Cheers. So, Ross, what's, what's, your, what's yours? My one seems a bit mean now, but it's a cover of Le Cactus by The Last Shadow Puppets. 
mainly because of the video and the accent it's sang in. It's, it's silly. It's silly. That rock and roll, eh? The silliness climbed through the sludge. I actually did have notes in that piece of paper in my back pocket. Just, it was yuck again, was it? It wasn't yuck, but I, I had written it when I was very tired. Get him out. It was like Let's 3 see. o'clock I'd in love the to hear what the, what the, the sleep addled my I don't even have to get it out. I know what it says because I looked at it just there. It said, um, Lash Shadow Puppets, Lake Actus, and then in brackets in very small writing, midlife crisis question mark. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I find comedic value in it. Yes, yeah. I think it's funny. I don't think it's good. More, no, it is, more, it is more funny than, than... Sid didn't die for the pomposity of it. Yes. Absolutely. No, you're right about that. Controversially, I do like the original though a lot I don't know the, I've never heard the original you showed me Lake Actus the Last Shadow Puppets and then showed me the original but I don't remember okay well hey Kurt it's your cousin Marvin Marvin Cobain you know that new sound you're looking for well listen to this that was Sid didn't die for this and that brings us to the end of the 20th episode. A nice milestonic episode number, which I really, I really like. We've hit episode 20. The fact is, almost, we're getting to the point now where if someone wanted to marathon this show, it would take them an entire day. Oh my God, yeah. And a lifetime of courage. So, so far as to say, this episode is now over. I've been Pete. I've been Becky. I've been Sam. And I've been Ross. And we're reminding you to be rooting. Be tooting. Be shooting. Be kabooting. But most importantly, be, be kind. kind. Be kind. Rewind. At the top of your feet, it's the last podcast you'll ever need. Enjoy our competency and high fidelity. It's high of fidelity. It's high of fidelity. We did that before. We did the, the Be Kind Rewind joke before. I think if someone was back and did, yeah, we did it before. Shit.